We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for January 4th, 2009, and this is our first teaching for the new year. We're going to be continuing our study today on 2009 Code Red. We probably have a couple more parts and we should be able to finish that up today. Uh, the next article that we're going to be talking about, and again, this is just a c- continuation from last week, uh, what we had started, is a article entitled, Arizona Police Trained for Economic Civil Unrest. This is from InfoWars, and uh, December 17, 2008. Now, I've, been, I've put out a series of things lately on, um, unfortunately, on Alex Jones, how he's promoting the Catholic Church via his website, I received another email the other day where a man said he's also there's also another link that he has on some of his uh, web pages that has something to do with Freemasonry, and it will take you to the same Catholic site that emphatically states that you know it's a very deceptive thing because it's acting as though this this particular group of, of Catholics are acting as though they're against the modern-day Catholic Church since Vatican II, and we're we're still the true Church. The Catholic Church is what they're saying, and there is no salvation outside of the Catholic Church. They're, they, I mean, emphatic on that particular point. They have got whole things within this link that will tell you that. Alex Jones has had this up on his website for months now. I've emailed him. Other people have emailed him essentially got no response whatsoever, he will not take it down. And it is a big, gigantic link on almost every single one of his web pages that you click off the main site. It has this big picture of this, I think a Catholic citadel or something on it. And it has and it says something about the real truth behind the Catholic Church. And you're thinking, oh, it's going to expose it. And it's actually not. It's actually promoting it. But they're saying we're the true Catholic Church because they've strayed since Vatican II. And yes, we're the true church. We're teaching the true doctrines of the Catholic Church. And there is no salvation outside of the Catholic Church. Now, that doesn't mean that we can't go up to his website and still glean from things like this particular thing we're going to be talking about on the first article from InfoWars. So, just understand that almost... (laughs) A high percentage of these websites that are that are promoting, um, let's say, truth in, in one way, shape, or form, uh, there's a, there's a lot of them that do not represent the Lord Jesus Christ and His interest in the Word of God. And so you have to understand that a little leaven leaveneth a whole lump, and you have to take these things with a grain of salt. So just glean, you know, glean and go. Essentially, is is what we need to do in regard to these things. Um, Alex Jones, I've really never seen him point people to the Lord Jesus Christ as being the solution to uh, the coming world problems. It is very man-centered. It is very what we're going to do. And I understand, yes, you need to be proactive. The prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself and these types of things. I understand that, and that, that's all valid and true. But they're, they're just not pointing people to the Lord Jesus Christ, which is the only true solution to what we have coming down the road. Um, and you could go on and on and on about this. And, and, and again, I'm not saying you can't glean from Alex Jones. I'm not saying that, you know, never go to his site or whatever, but just be careful, as this is a very common thing with a lot of different websites out there. Uh, they get you, they have some truth, but they're also, there's a lot of air there as well. 
we got to be careful of that. Uh, compare it to what the Word of God says, which is what our standard is, the Word of God, and uh, see if it lines up, their, their theology. So, this is from December 17th, Arizona Police Trained for Economic Civil Unrest. And it starts out by saying, Mike Sunex, writing for the Phoenix Business Journal, reports that the Arizona State and local police say <clears throat> they have broad plans to deal with social unrest, including trouble resulting from economic distress, which is essentially what we're moving into here. The security and police agencies declined to give specifics, but said they would employ existing and generalized emergency responses to civil unrest that arises for any reason. The Phoenix Business Journal and other uh, local police officials said the region did plenty of planning and emergency management training for the Super Bowl in February. The training at the Super Bowl included personnel and resources from the Department of Homeland Security and the Northern Command, which coordinated the Arizona officials. As InfoWars and Prison Planet have documented, Northern Command is specifically tasked with implementing martial law under the continuity of government. Now, I don't know if you know this, but uh, Homeland Security's got their own TV show coming on pretty soon. They've got their own little uh, uh, weekly TV show that's, you know, evidently they're showing, you know, how Big Brother and, and, and the common American can get on the same playing field and, and work for Uncle Sam and we can just take care of all these, the ills of the world. So, I haven't I'm not saying advocating watching it, but I did. I have seen it advertised. And I found it pretty ironic. But then, if we go further, it says the Military Commissions Act of 2006 voided restrictions placed on the military to support civilian admission by the Posse Comitatus Act. The later resulting restricting the military from working with local law enforcement, in addition to the Military Commissions Act of 2006. A 1994 U.S. Defense Department Directive, 3023, or 5, allows military commanders to take emergency actions in domestic situations. So again, what we're, we're doing, we're seeing is the merging of a national police state, but it's, it's actually a police state with a military over it, and we've never had that in this particular country, but now with the executive orders that are on the books and these other things that I've mentioned and the, the Patriot Act and um, a lot of other things, they've been setting the stage for that for a long time. The North American Union also has a lot to do with that. A recent report by the U.S. Army War College discusses the possibility of Pentagon resources and troops being used in the event of civil unrest due to the economic crisis. <clears throat> such as protests against businesses and government or runs on beleaguered banks, according to the Phoenix Business Journal. On December 16th, uh, Steve and Paul Watson detailed the U.S. Army's War College's report entitled Known Unknowns, Unconventional Strategic Shocks in Defense Strategy Development. A portion of that reads, Widespread civil violence inside the United States would force the defense establishment to reorient priorities to defend basic domestic order and human security, writes retired Lieutenant Colonel Nathan Freer for the U.S. Army War College. So see, our military is going to be reoriented to essentially do what they're doing over in Iraq, 
they're going to be doing that in our own country when civil unrest arises due to a myriad of different things that could be occurring, whether it's the global, melt, global economic meltdown, which I think we're seeing that right now and will be the first thing uh, to happen. <clears throat> but we've also got many other scenarios where this could happen. Any type of biological attack from supposed terrorists, uh, anthrax or something of that bubonic plague, something of that nature, avian flu outbreak, that would, that would be enough to institute martial law and, and bring in the military uh, totally over the country. There, there's a lot of different scenarios. Uh, suitcase nuke going off, uh, a large natural disaster. There's been a lot of talk lately. I've, I've got a lot of emails on Yellowstone, how it's getting ready to blow and how it may be actually be pre-planned. Because remember, they can control weather, uh, and we've got into this in, in other talks that we've done. They have admitted this. They've got the technology. They've had the technology since the 1970s. It's, it's <laughs> not making this stuff up. The, the government has absolutely admitted to having the technology to be able to manipulate weather, cause earthquakes, create or dissipate hurricanes, create or dissipate rainfall, even fog. I mean, you name it, they could pretty much do it through the various technologies that they possess, and they've admitted to this. It's just not been in the mainstream papers, but the, uh, the documentation's all there, easy to prove. In fact, if you want to go see that, I have a whole section of that in my avian flu presentation on, on uh, Google and YouTube. Just key in Dr. Scott Johnson and avian, the word avian or flu, and you'll find it. Uh, or you can just go up on Google and key in my name and you'll find it. And uh, the one is 16 parts, and that's the one that you want to watch if you want to know more about their ability to control weather. I have a, a probably a good 10-minute segment uh, toward the middle, I'd say, of, of that presentation. So anyway, just if you wanted to do that, you, you can uh, check that out. Going back to this article, it says, In other words, any organized political response to the engineered bankster economic crisis will be considered resistance or insurgency and will be dealt with by the military and or militarized local law enforcement the former trained to kill people now i'm not saying and, and they're kind of trying to paint this picture a little bit that this is going to uh, all happen overnight i don't believe that, that that's going to be the, the case that we're just like we're seeing a somewhat of a gradual economic meltdown Yes, there's going to come a critical mass when things really go very, very quickly. But we're being forewarned right now with what we're seeing with the economy, with what they're posturing here, what they're, they're communicating to us. So although I believe we do still have time, we want to try to act, if the Lord's convicting you to act in a certain way regarding preparation, regarding um, shelter, food, water, provisions, these types of things. I would act now, would not wait. Uh, and um, I've got a, if you go up to my avian flu presentation um, <clears throat> that I've done either on Google or YouTube and or I've done an avian flu presentation on Sermon Audio. If you find any of those, you go to that page and um, you'll see a link, even, even on Google and YouTube, you'll see a link off to the right. One is to one of my websites, but there's another link that, that I give you all my proactive recommendations, and I've updated that PDF file. So you can click on the PDF or the link if you're on Google or YouTube, and it'll take you in. 
uh, a lot of the emergency recommendations are near the bottom. And the more the colloidal silver recommendations that I get into are near the top. Okay, and some other, other things that you can do. So there, there's enough... I had a guy email me the other day saying, well, what do we do about this? And I forgot to mention, I've already had a lot of the recommendations already posted on that one particular link. If you, would, if, if you stay within that link, you've, you've got a lot of different things, a lot of different websites you can click into that will, will give you a lot of proactive ideas that you can, uh, you can implement. So, going further, on December 16th, the International Monetary Fund Managing Director... Dominique Kahn warned of the economic riots and widespread civil unrest if the financial crisis is not addressed. Well, obviously, I mean, if it keeps going the way it's going, it's there's definitely going to be widespread uh, civil unrest. And then he, they go on to say, last month, <clears throat> Gerald Salente, the CEO of Trends Research Institute, renowned for his accuracy in predicting future world and economic events, predicted a depression of the magnitude worse than the Great Depression of the 1930s, tax rebellions, and possibly revolution against the government. I would highly advise you, if you've got money in the bank, keep a minimal amount in, because if the banks go, and they're going to go eventually, that's part of the plan, Okay, according to everything I've seen, when they go, if your money's in them, don't think you're ever going to see it again. Because... This is going to be happening simultaneously to tons and tons and tons of other people. They're not going to have the physical cash reserves um, for you to be able to get out of the bank. It's just a very risky proposition. If you've got, you know, this could definitely hold true for stocks. could hold true for anything that you have in paper. Whether that gold is in gold certificates or silver certificates... I would highly advise take physical possession because that's the only way you really know. And if you take physical possession, you know, I would highly advise you do something about keeping it out of view. Just put it that way. But, you know, uh, uh, Pastor Slattery uh, up on, uh, he has several blogs, Preaching Freedom uh, blog spot with Pastor Slattery. He's got several different blogs and he tells you, um, regarding his, has a lot of ideas about gold and silver, and a lot of ideas about privacy issues. So you can go up onto, I think he's got one for gold and silver and one for privacy. You can go up onto those and get all kind of ideas. Um, I'm only one person. I can only do so much. And I'm not the be-all, know-all expert. I'm more of like, you know, a liaison regarding this type of information. So I'm trying to point you in the right direction, but by no means am I saying I'm the, I'm the kingpin expert of everything. I'm, I'm trying to be well-rounded, uh, but um, I would point you to him in regard to that particular subject uh, because he's m- much more of an expert than I'll ever be in that area. So if we go further, uh, let's see here. On December 15th, Paul Watson reported Salente updating his prediction by stating that America will see riots similar to those currently ongoing in Greece and that the cause will be a hyperinflationary depression, leading to the inevitable use of troops and mercenaries to deal with the crisis as Americans are incarcerated in internment camps. Now remember, they've got over, well over 600 of these camps. I think that's a very conservative number sitting empty around America, waiting for this event. 
So um, these are things you want to understand. And if, if, if <laughs> bottom line is, is if you have a set street address and they know where you live, they know exactly where to come to come and get you. Now, I'm not saying that's going to happen overnight and everybody's going to be put in internment camps, you know, but if you see the storm brewing and things start moving in that direction very quickly and you see a lot of civil unrest and you start to see the military stepping in, understand you may not have a lot of time to react. So, remember, the prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. I'm not talking about walking around in fear of man because the Bible says the fear of man bringeth a snare. Okay, I'm talking about being prudent regarding the situations we're going into. And if the handwriting is on the wall, this this is the type of thing. They've already, we're, we're, they're telling you what they're going to do. The executive orders are in place. Project Bioshield, the Patriot Act, all of these different things that we've talked about with the North American Union, all of this stuff is in place. Regarding the way they feel about it, they have a legal right to do what they have planned for us because it's all been enacted into legislation. So, just something you, you want to bear in mind. Going further, the fact that a corporate media newspaper such as Phoenix Business Journal is now telling us police are trained with the assistance, assistance of NORTHCOM and the Department of Homeland Security to respond to civil unrest, spawned by the economic unrest, should be a wake-up call to all Americans and that the government is planning to institute martial law. No doubt, in the weeks to come, the corporate media will increase the drumbeat of the possible civil unrest and violence related to the bankster-engineered economic crisis designed to usher in the global currency and the all-encompassing global government. See, please understand, this is all by design. This isn't something that's taking any of them unaware. They've been planning on doing this for a ton of years. This is designed to usher in the global currency. Most likely, it's going to be our regional currency called the Amero, at least initially. Okay? And then um, the all-encompassing global government later. But this is going to give them ex the excuse to devalue the dollar and then bring in the Amero uh, as an excuse because the dollar's been devalued to nothing. And that will also give them the excuse for the North American Union because you can't have the Amero without the North American Union joining Mexico in Canada with us. Now, I've done several teachings on the North American Union. Just go to my uh, search box on my homepage and key in, I don't know, you can just key in the word North if you want, and it'll, it'll bring up the, all the teachings I've mentioned that word, North American Union. And you could go to that and, and uh, because I, don't, I just don't have time to get into that particular subject today, but it does heavily relate to what we're talking about. Because all these crises are going to be what brings about the North American Union. And people will probably be clamoring for it and begging for it when the, when the currency's been devalued to nothing. They're going to be wanting a currency that's worth something. And if you've got all your money in dollars and it's devalued, and we're going to talk about that later, let's say for argument's sake I've heard one estimate saying it will be devalued by 90%. Even if you have a million dollars or $100,000, that $100,000 now all of a sudden is worth 10000 You've lost 90% of your money. Not a great investment. That will not happen with gold and silver. Okay, just flat out. It will not happen with gold and silver. They will always have that intrinsic value. And most likely what's going to happen in conjunction with the dollar uh, tanking 
being devalued is gold and silver will uh, by everything I have I have read. See, it's being artificially suppressed right now. It's being artificially manipulated right now to have these low prices. But the reality is, is the price, the spot prices of gold and silver should be far greater than what they are right now. When the dollar is finally devalued, they will probably skyrocket. And um, anyway, just wanted to throw that in. The next article is entitled "Clarion Call for a One World Government." This is. An article entitled, <clears throat> And Now for a World Government by Gideon Rockman of the Financial Times. This is from December 8th of this year. And I believe this is from Cutting Edge, a news uh, a excerpt from Cutting Edge. And we're going to be quoting from the article I just mentioned. First quote is, A world government would involve much more than cooperation between nations. It would be an entity with state-like characteristics backed by a body of laws. The European Union has already set up a continental government for 27 countries, which could be a model. In other words, they're saying the European Union is the model, and that's exactly what it was designed to be, a model for the rest of the world. The European Union, they have the Euro. Okay, That's what they want globally, and then ultimately to go, I believe, to a global currency, most likely. And then ultimately to the mark of the beast, where we're not going to have any kind of paper or coinage currency. It's going to be within the microchip in your right hand or in your forehead. And that microchip will either be debited or credited. That's what they want ultimately, because that's the ultimate in control. That's a big reason. The EU has a Supreme Court, a currency, thousands of pages of law, a large civil service, and the ability to deploy military force. So could the European model go global? There are three reasons that thinking might be right. For the first time in human history, world government of some sort is now possible. Uh, and this was a guy quoting in this article. His name's Blaney. The financial crisis and climate change are pushing national governments toward global solutions. Even in countries such as China and the U.S. that are traditionally fierce guardians of national sovereignty. See, they're creating all this crisis... Remember their motto, the 33rd degree motto, Ordo ab cow, order out of chaos, 33rd degree Freemason motto. Order out of chaos. They create the crisis, and they always have the solution. And the solution is always moving us to that global world fascist dictatorship type of government. That, isn't that kind of funny that always the solutions encompass that? Always. Anymore. They're not moving us to more of a sovereign society where we're taking care of our own business. They're moving us to a global society where Big Brother's taking care of our business, where we have this global military force, or, or national military force at bare minimum. It's all by design. Just understand that. The Bible pre predicted it was going to be this way. You know, wars and rumors of wars, and evil men and seducers are waxing worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. You could go on and on and on. So then, Cutting Edge says, did you catch the last sentence of this report? For the first time in human history, world government of some sort is now possible. This fact has been trumpeted far and wide by Cutting Edge for 19 years since we've been a ministry. New Age and occult literature have been proudly proclaiming since 1975 that the New Age Christ is simply waiting in the wings for this unprecedented move into world government. 
Now, that's another gigantic reason, if not the main reason, they're pushing us toward this global government. Because the New Age Christ is waiting in the wings for this unprecedented move into the world government. He's going to be the leader over all of these things. Now, I had, uh, this week, I've had even more confirmation on this devil Betraya character, Lord Betraya, that we've talked about. I've done several teachings on him. If you want to know about him, just key in Maitreya or M-A-I-T into the keyword search box, just part of the part of the word, and you'll find it. He has been advertised now on Wall Street Journal Market Watch, on the History Channel, uh, on Nancy Grace Live now. That's the one of the ladies on um, one of the mainstream news talk shows, and Rush Limbaugh. And I actually had a. Uh, a Christian email me the commercial that was on TV for this. And it talks about this 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 star that's going to appear in the sky both day and night. Now a lot of people said, email me this week, and they said, Well, what is this is this it? And Venus was shining real bright in the sky. And there were some really bright stars in the sky. But this has to be day and night. And it's not going to be something that I believe if you think about it, if it's shining day and night. Uh, the sun doesn't shine day and night, right? No, it doesn't. So that's going to be extraordinary if you see a supposed star shining day and night. Okay, I believe it's going to probably be demonic technology, some type of hologram through via Project Bluebeam that we've talked about before. If you want to know what Project Bluebeam is, just key in blue or beam in the keyword search box on my homepage. I've, I only talked about it like one part of one teaching that I did. I think it was on Maitreya. And on the unveiling, they could create, they could use Project Bluebeam to create a false rapture. Um, they could use Project Bluebeam to create gigantic holograms in the sky that speak, to implant radio uh, uh, voices and these types of things into your head. Okay, the technology is all there. When Matreya says he's going to appear, he says that in the during the Day of Declaration that he's going to appear to all men. They're going to see him, most likely, either via the television, in the sky, and they're going to hear him telepathically. This is just advanced demonic technology that they're going to be using in order to do this. Okay, But if this is the first time you've ever heard this, and this stuff starts to go down, do you understand how the average Christian isn't going to have a clue of what's going on here? They've never heard of any of this. But I'm telling you, this is what they're saying they're going to do. This isn't what some... Christians postulating this is what they have been saying they're going to do for a long time and admitted to. During this commercial, it's only about a 30 or 45 second commercial, they show the the space and they show and they talk about this star that's going to appear in the sky for a week. And then at the conclusion of the week, Matrey is going to make his emergence and he's going to actually do a an a, a American television uh, interview on national TV, to uh, to obviously... In other words, he's going to get your attention with the star in the sky for a week straight, both day and night. Now remember, the Lord Jesus Christ is still on the throne. I'm not saying this is going to happen. He's had other things planned. He's wanted to make his emergence a long time ago. Okay, but... And I believe the Lord's shown him to be a fool in that regard, because he well, he's not been able to carry out his plan. The devil's not been able to carry out their plan in the timetable they would like. But remember, they're pawns of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
So, please bear that in mind. Remember, God is the one that's going to be sending the strong delusion that they will believe a lie, that they might all be damned, who receive not the love of the truth, according to Second Thessalonians. And he who now letteth will let, and he until he be taken out of the way. The restraining force that's keeping all of this back has not quite been taken out of the way yet, because the next verse says, then that wicked one will be revealed, whom the Lord will consume, you know, the Antichrist will be revealed when the restraining when this restraining force this is 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 pulled up. Okay? The Antichrist at that point will be revealed. And I'm not saying Lord Matreya is the Antichrist. I'm not going to be dogmatic and say he's definitely the one, but I know he's going to play a major part at least in the end time scenario. He is saying that he is the fifth Buddha, uh, that he is Krishna, that he is Imam Mahdi, that he is the Messiah to the Jews. Jesus Christ to the Christians, Imam Mahdi to the Muslims, the fifth Buddha to the Buddhist, and uh, Krishna to the Hindus. He's the whole total package all rolled up into one. I listened to a radio broadcast and promoted it on my newsletter this week about him. And uh, the, uh, I think it was the final countdown. And he did an excellent job talking about the Maitreya Project, which is a 50-story high what they call Maitreya Buddha, that they're building right now, I believe in India. And they've been doing this a long time. Now, I've never talked about it because it just... I, I guess because I guess there was other pressing issues. But it is it is very noteworthy and it is very interesting. And this man did a, a very good job. He actually had the quotes from the, uh, the guys that were... or the, the Buddhists that were preparing this. And we're talking big... Big, big bucks here. 50 stories high this thing is. And it's what they call, what they're terming as the fifth Buddha, who is the one that the Buddhists are waiting for. Now, Maitreya says he is the fifth Buddha. And so, in other words, this is, a, this is ultimately going to be a statue dedicated to this double Maitreya character. And... Um, it was very interesting, very very interesting. So, it, my last newsletter, if you've got that, you can you can reference that. Now, I don't put these newsletters out on a website. I only do it on email. Uh, I don't have time to do anything more than what I'm doing right now, and I do everything myself. Everything in this ministry, I do myself. I'm trying to keep my overhead as low as possible, uh, and uh, I just have my email list. I have a health email list and a Christian. And the only other thing that I can do at this point on a monthly basis is I'm going up to Pastor Slattery's once a month now to, you know, either make an appearance or do a little presentation. Tomorrow I'm doing a presentation on vaccinations at his uh, um, meeting he has once a month in Bellevue, Florida. I put out an announcement on that. That's about all I can really handle. Between answering emails, trying to get the teachings archived, um, studying for the teachings... And then all of the, the emails that I'm trying to, to answer on a weekly basis, it's, it's about all I can handle. So anyway, um, if we go further there, uh, to speed this process up, every American president since George H.W. Bush has sought to build up the United Nations prestige and authority. Now this is this, this process of um, global government that will bring in the New Age Christ. Okay, whoever you want to believe that is, that's what we're moving toward, and that's a biblical fact. 
okay? President Bush could he, could not even start the counterattack against Saddam Hussein in 1991 until and unless he obtained UN approval. Okay, now, please remember, there's only one person the United Nations is promoting, I mean, in a very, very dogmatic way, as the coming one, the coming savior, the coming Superman. And that is this Lord Maitreya character. Or devil betray, as I like to call them. They're the only ones. They, they are, that's the only one they're, they're promoting. I understand, yes, they're in league with a lot of other channelers and new age gurus and these types of things. But when Share, Share International, which is the magazine that promotes Lord Maitreya, first came out, I've even got a cutaway of the, um, of the original uh, thing, of their original online thing. The United Nations was was absolutely emphatically in print in league with them. They actually helped to fund and start the magazine. Now later they took their name off it, okay? Because I think they were they they wanted to maintain a little bit more of a low profile than that. The fact remains is that the United Nations has sponsored Lord Lord Maitreya and Share International, which is the magazine that promotes him. They're probably coming out with a new issue very soon. You can go up and read his latest newsletter. Now, also, again, I should mention this again, there's another Maitreya out there that has a very impressive website. Okay, This is not the United Nations-sponsored Lord Maitreya. The, this guy just calls himself Maitreya. He gives his lineage. It's a very impressive website. But he's not the one. He, he's, he's somebody calling himself Maitreya. But remember, there's going to be many false Christs and many antichrists okay, that come. Jesus was emphatically clear on that. There's going to be many. So there's going to be a flavor for anybody you know that wants to be deceived. There, You're going to have your flavor, like Baskin-Robbins, the ice cream. It's going to be available for you. So, um, the UN is, has, has been backing Maitreya for a long time. Now, I get into this specifically. I do a three-part series on the UN and the United Nations Prayer Room. We talk about Maitreya, where we actually really go into that subject a lot further and prove that this is the case. This is the one they're waiting for. Now, we know the United Nations is going to be the essence of the coming one world government. So it's always been my contention to say, well, who, who are they promoting? Who are they expecting? And it's always been Maitreya. It's, it's not been anyone else. So, again, I'm not saying he's the Antichrist, but he's definitely going to play a big part in that whole end time scenario. Um, if he's not, or bringing about the Antichrist. So, similarly, the current President Bush, based on his invasion of Afghanistan and the pursuit of Osama bin Laden upon the United Nations, he based it upon United Nations resolutions, and they've got a whole news brief here, 1551, that gets into that. Now, did you see the reason that global governance could come sooner rather than later? This author cites the global financial crisis and global warming as issues which could force a global government much sooner than most analysts have ever anticipated. Remember, this is scripted. This is something they want to bring about. And, and I, I believe the Lord's going to ultimately let him bring it about. It's just a matter of time. Cutting Edge goes on to say, we posted an article on this subject about two years ago, which we encourage you to read if you have not yet done so. The archived article is News Brief. 
2193. Now, this is cuttingedge.org. And uh, if you access any of these, like this news 2193, you can do a keyword search on their homepage. But it is a subscription type of website. It costs about $25 a year in order to be able to go and access all of the articles. But something really cool that they also do is when you, when you sign up for that subscription, you have the option. There's a little checkbox there that you can check. And they will actually send you a whole... I believe it's a CD-ROM of their whole website. And I'm talking, they got a ton of articles. Now, I'm not saying I agree with Cutting Edge on every particular point. I know we differ on the King James issue, and uh, they're radically pre-trib, okay? But the fact remains is they've got a lot of good information that if you want to know about a particular subject, there's a wealth of information that you can glean from there so they'll send you this this cd and it comes with part of the 25 dollar um subscription fee which i you know is really neat this news article they referenced is the five major created global disasters are being constantly preached to the world as reasons to form the the global new uh, the global new world order the key quote to understand how the global crisis have been deliberately created in order to force the peoples of the world to accept the new order is this quote, the secret societies were planning as far back as 1917 to invent an artificial threat in order to bring humanity together in a one world government, which they call the New World Order. So this artificial threat. Now, this could play into the whole alien theme with the UFOs. I mean, look, at we just had this movie released, uh, um, Day the Earth Stood Still, the remake or whatever. And, you know, it's us against them. And that could be one of the scenarios that I mentioned to also implement martial law. It's, it's just amazing to me that it hasn't happened yet. One of these, because any one of them is, is, is like a linchpin. You pull that linchpin and everything goes. Okay, It is amazing because all I can say is the Lord's merciful because I believe the restraining force has kept this from happening up until now. Now, I could literally stop the study today and it could happen today. We're, we could be that closer on the cusp of things. Um, so, and that was a quote from William Cooper on Beyond a Pale Horse, page 27. So, Cutting Edge says, At this point, the author reveals the president-elect Obama is quite the internationalist at heart. <clears throat> Barack Obama's America, America's president in the waiting does not share the Bush administration's disdain for international agreements and treaties. In his book, The Audacity of Hope, he argued that when the world's sole superpower willingly restrains its power and abides by international agreed-upon standards of conduct, it sends a message that these are rules worth following. So that's what we need to do. We need to get on board with the United Nations to be a good example to the rest of the world. Obama uses the ultimate in euphemisms when he said, willingly restrains its power. For the reality is that its leaders are not patriots but internationalists, who have long planned to deliver the sovereign power of America to a global authority, <clears throat> via the, the United Nations, really, or to the United Nations. The first such leader was Benjamin Franklin, and the last one is Barack Obama. Well, you could make a point of contention for that as well, but yes, Benjamin Franklin was involved in very many high-level occult societies, the Hellfire Club being one of them. Uh, you could do a whole study on Benjamin Franklin, okay? and his, his, his occult ties. And these are ones we knew about, okay? The, um, 
Cutting Edge did do a very, very, very good uh, DVD on that. It, it, it was the first one in the last series that they've done, The Secret Beginnings of America or something to that effect. It's very, very good in regard to that. And they go into Benjamin Franklin quite a bit. Cutting Edge says also, soon America's influence will drop to that of any other major nation in the world. Once our superpower mantle is stripped off, the world can meld into the global government. You see, a global government is not possible when one of the nations is King Kong, because King Kong takes order from no one. But when King Kong is reduced to a mere monkey, the rest of the monkeys can form a single government, which shall order we shall order all of them around. You understand that the scenario here? And it's very valid what he just said there. Our deliberately created economic crisis, plus our ill-fated wars in Afghanistan, Iraq, and Vietnam, are likely to be the final events that will knock America down to the point where she can be melded into the United Nations. I, I agree 100%. That's, and most likely, the global economic crisis is going to be the linchpin for all that happening. This next article is entitled, Kissinger Calls for a New International System Out of the World Crisis, by Steve Watson, from December 19th. Bilderberg illuminary Henry Kissinger has repeated his routine call for a new international political order, stating that the global crisis should be seen as an opportunity to move toward a borderless world where national interests are outweighed by global necessities. Again, this is pure confirmation of what we just read. And and really, these teachings that I'm doing, I mean, over 200 of them, they, they really do seem to build on one another in regard to the information that we're putting forth. Remember, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, a thing is established. Speaking with Charlie Rose earlier this week, Kissinger cited the chaos being wrought across the globe by the financial crisis and the spread of terrorism as an opportunity to bolster a new global order. Okay, it, imagine terrorism being viewed as an opportunity. You know what I mean? I mean, no. The the the, the uh, financial crisis, the terrorism, and the chaos that we're currently experiencing to Kissinger is an opportunity to bolster a global new new uh, world order. Then he goes on to say, uh, Kissinger says, I think that when the new administration assess the position in which it finds itself, it will see a huge crisis and terrible problems. This is speaking of Obama. But I can see that it could be, that it could see a glimmer in which it could construct an international system out of it. Now, he was referring to the transition between the Bush and the Obama administrations. The former National Security Advisor and Secretary of State compared the current world climate to the period immediately following the Second World War, which led to the creation of the empowerment of global bodies, such as the UN and NATO. Order out of chaos. Remember, what was the chaos? World War II. What was the order they established? The United Nations and NATO. They're no different. Their plans are always the same. They're just moving us toward that. <clears throat> Kissinger also stated... If you look back at the end of the Second World War, many people now think that that period between 1945 and 1950 was in many ways the most creative period or one of the most creative periods of foreign policy. But it started with chaos and fear of the Russian invasion of Europe and the governments that were very weak. So they used that chaos and that fear 
in order to push and move, you know, move into their agenda. That was the time of the, you know, the Cold War. Interviewer Charlie Rose, who has previously listened to Kissinger's call for a new world order, recognized the direction the conversation was taking and then urged Kissinger to elaborate. He said, when you talk about a new structure, I'm not sure. You've used the term new world order. What is it? Is it simply a world order that is defined by a new interest and new mutuality of interest, Rose asked? Kissinger said, that's certainly how you have to start. I know the view that you start by converting the whole world to our political philosophy. So they're going to convert the whole world to our political philosophy. The United Nations political philosophy. Really, the political philosophy of the Antichrist is really if you want to boil it down. They're going to basically try to force convert the whole world into their way of thinking. And and again, we talked in ways of of, uh, technologically brainwashing people uh, a couple weeks back with the Sound of Silence technology, the harp fields, the Gwen Towers, the new digital converter boxes that are being... All of this is going to be used in order to um, affect our our thinking processes, not only do they have the major mainstream media, but there's so many other ways they can actually literally try to brainwash people. Then he says, I don't think that that can be done in one or two terms of an administration. It is a historic process that has its own rhythm, Kissinger replied. And then he also said, there are so many elements in this world at the moment that can only be dealt with on a global basis. And that's unique. Proliferation, energy, environment, all of these issues necessitate a global approach so you don't have to invent, so you don't have to invent an international order, so every country has to mitigate its pure national interests by the global necessities or define its national interests by global necessities. But it cannot push its own technically selfish interests only by throwing its weight around. Kissinger also related that he has been struck by how much the move toward a global new world order has been enhanced by the recent crises. And, and again, that's the essence of this particular interview. How much everything is being enhanced toward this global new world order by the crises that we're, we're in right now. All by design. The next article is entitled Threat to Liberty, Constitution Free Zone, covers two-thirds of America. Now, I haven't heard a whole lot about this, but um, I thought this was noteworthy to mention this. This is by a lady named Barbara Minton, and this is from, um, this is actually from a naturalnews.com. They put out a lot of different articles. And it starts out by saying the extraordinary authority that the U.S. government possesses at its borders is spilling into the regular American streets, affecting large populations of its citizens. Nearly two-thirds of the entire population of the country now lives within 100 miles of the U.S. land and coastal borders, an area that has been designated by the government as a constitution-free zone. Quote, constitution-free zone. In a constitution-free zone, the powers granted under the Constitution no longer apply. Any person who falls into the sights of national security apparatus while in a constitution-free zone is on his own. 
There is no appeal process, no case law, no bill of rights protection, no lawyers, and none of what Americans count on to help them when they have become justly or unjustly identified as having done wrong. This illegal expansion of the extraordinary powers of agents to encroach into the internal area of the country is part of a general trend seen over the past eight years of the heedless expansion of police and national security powers without regard to the, to the effect on innocent Americans. It is a trend that has made many U.S. citizens as well as observers in foreign lands believe that America will become a police state. Instead of a competent, targeted effort to prevent terrorism, the illegal immigration and other crimes, the Division of Homeland Security, remember we just mentioned them, has taken an approach that turns all U.S. citizens into suspects. Now, see, remember, now you're guilty until proven innocent, pretty much. Under the Fourth Amendment of the Constitution, the American people are not normally subject to random and arbitrary stops and searches. However, the area, the area immediately at the border has for a long time been an exception. Now, this is this 100-mile buffer zone they're in reference to. As an example, the authorities at a border do not need a warrant or probable cause to conduct a search of anyone that is suspect. The critical question is, what is being defined as the border? According to the new government definition, the border is now a 100-mile strip that wraps around the external boundary of the entire United States. The result of this claimed authority is that American citizens who are 100 miles away from the border and who are going about their lives as usual are now subject to being stopped and harassed in ways that the Constitution does not allow. The Border Patrol has set up checkpoints inland on highways and at ferry terminals at which they stop people and question them about their citizenship, requiring them to produce identification. If the person stops, stop displays any resistance, or if his name appears on a list of possible suspects, the ability to conduct a search or other law enforcement efforts kick in. The stops by border agents are not confined to the purpose of border security. Agents are stopping, interrogating, and searching Americans on a daily basis with no suspicion of wrongdoing. Kind of funny, they've let the illegal aliens pour over the borders for years, but now all of a sudden they're, you know, enacting this. The ability, in other words, they create the problem, and then they create the solution. Again, order out of chaos. The ability to harass Americans under this new definition is not confined to the border between Mexico and the U.S. The Constitution-free zone stretches inland for 100 miles up both coasts, across Canada-U.S. border around the Great Lakes, across the U.S. Gulf of Mexico border, encompassing virtually all of the New England. States that lie completely within the zone include Connecticut, Delaware, Florida, Hawaii, Maine, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New York, Rhode Island, and Vermont, amazingly even Columbus, Ohio, in Fort Wayne, Indiana, fall within the zone. Now, it says the ACLU, or the American Civil Liberties Union, now, I'm not for the ACLU, okay, but sometimes they do get into subjects uh, where, ironically, you know, they're, they seem to be on the right side, okay? I'm not saying that they're wonderful. I, I know they're terrible, okay? But in this particular case, the ACLU calculated the proportion of the U.S. population affected by these expanded governmental powers. The estimates were arrived at by examining the most recent U.S. census numbers for all the counties within 100 miles of these borders. They found that two-thirds of the United States population lives within this zone. Two-thirds. Wow. That's two-thirds. 
That, that's a ton of people. That's 197.4 million people living within 100 miles of the U.S. land and coastal borders. So the ACLU's already done the math on this. The, the spreading inland of border search powers and suspension of constitutional rights is part of a broad expansion of powers that have the potential to affect the lives of the majority of American citizens, many of whom have never been outside the United States. It coincides with the development of numerous border technologies, including watch lists and databases. Many of the tax dollars provided by the U.S. government by its citizens have been used to purchase high-tech gimmicks with which to harass them. These new technologies are now used in the Constitution-free zones that we've mentioned. The programs listed below describe what two-thirds of American citizens are up against. Now remember, this is totally coming from a standpoint of Let's take the Lord Jesus Christ out of the picture. Let's not mention him whatsoever. Okay, this is from a secular type of report. So, again, understand, the Lord's on the throne. You know, Psalm 64, Hide me from the secret counsel of the wicked, from the insurrection of the workers of iniquity. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the, you know, the Lord Almighty. So these types of things. Psalm 91, Psalm 64, you want to keep your eyes fixed on the Lord Jesus Christ is the point I'm trying to make. The automated targeting system is a security and tracking program designed to track cargo that the Department of Homeland Security has extended to tracking travelers as well. It assigns a computer-generated risk assessment score to all who cross the U.S. border. This score, which will be retained for 40 years, is held secret and is now subject to review. 40 years. The, the criteria on which the scores are based are also secret. Then there's the aviation border watch list, which reflect, and again, the Department of Homeland Security, to build a domestic identity. You know, it's, it's almost like this new Homeland Security show they've got going on there. They're, they're trying to get people to really get on board with Big Brother and get on board with one of Big Brother's main tools in America, which is the Department of Homeland Security. And it's like this thing they have in the schools now in America called the D.A.R.E. program, which basically teaches the kids to be little little tattletales and snitches on anyone that's doing anything that they deem as illegal. Now, I understand there's times that, yes, you want to you um, turn people in, they're doing something, but this is a mindset that, that they're trying to build within society, okay? And, and it's just this big brother mindset they're trying to get as many people as they can on the same page with. Because then that makes the people that are with the Department of Homeland Security feel secure in that they're fighting supposedly against the bad guys and that Homeland Security is not going to come get me if I'm working with them. So I believe that they're partly motivated out of fear of Homeland Security. That's also another thing. So if we go further here... The aviation border watch list reflect the efforts of Department of Homeland Security to build a domestic identity-based airline passenger and border control screening database. These lists contain the names of many thousands of innocent Americans who encounter problems when they wish to fly over or across the border. Many have found it impossible to get their names cleared. I know my dad's name is, is on this for no reason whatsoever, and he has to go through all kind of extra hassle every time he wants to fly. And the names will not come off, you know. They're, once they're there, they're there. 
Use of these watch lists is spreading without any process in place for people who find their names wrongfully placed on the list. And I can attest to that with what I just said. Upon a program called Border Crossing Information System, the government has collected and compiled information on all American citizens crossing the border for use in criminal and intelligence investigations. A photo is included. The U.S. government is currently issuing biometric passports and immigration documents that contain radio frequency identification RFID chips that can be remotely read. That's true. Passports now, if you get one, have an RFID chip buried in the back uh, cover of the passport. Okay, so I do believe online you can buy RFID blocking um, uh, uh, wallets that you can put them in. Okay, because the thing is, is that if you have this thing exposed, people that have RFID readers can ultimately get a lot of your personal information Okay, so having an RFID blocker from that standpoint is very prudent because it blocks other people from accessing your personal information on a passport or any other thing you might have an RFID chip in. Now, the, the key person that has done more research in this area is Catherine Albrecht, and she has a website, uh, Spy Chips. If you just key in Spy Chips, and uh, I think she had a book written on that. And uh, Catherine Albrecht, you'll find her on the internet. And she's she's done more research in that area than anyone that I know of, and is a Christian. So if we go further, <clears throat> in what is an obvious breach of security, the government has outsourced the making of these passports to foreign firms. These are the passports I just mentioned. The documents travel to Europe, where a microchip is inserted in the back cover, and then on to Thailand, where they are fitted with the radio antenna. The Netherlands company, chosen to make the covers for the passport, has said that China stole the technology for the microchips. Well, that's nice. This procedure creates the possibility that blank passports can get into the hands of anyone wishing them, and it raises the conjecture that the only people the U.S. government is seeking to control are its own citizens. Very true. On the drawing board is the Secure Border Initiative Network, that will be a virtual border fence relying on sensors and long-range cameras mounted on high-observation towers. Unmanned aerial vehicles called drones are in use over restricted areas of northern and southern borders. They respond to ground sensor activation and produce images that can be stored and relayed to border agents. Surveillance is possible at any time, day or night. The technology has already expanded from the domain of the military and border patrol to the state and local police operations. Most people have no idea this is going on. The ACLU website relays the story of a music professor from Point Loma Nazarene University in San Diego who routinely traveled to Mexico. During a recent visit, he presented his passport to border agents and was told to freeze. He was handcuffed because the name was listed as armed and dangerous, even though he obviously wasn't. He was escorted in front of hundreds of onlookers waiting to enter the U.S. and taken to a holding room where his clothing was removed and he was aggressively searched, including every inch and crevice of his body. He was released after questioning, but it took him four months to muster enough courage to cross back over the border again. Not because he was afraid of traveling outside the U.S., but because he was afraid of returning home. 
He believes that Congress needs to hold hearings to investigate egregious violations of the American civil liberties and pass new laws protecting Americans' rights. If Americans do not challenge the new powers that can be exercised in the Constitution-free zone, people almost anywhere will lose their ability to freely go about their business and to travel around inside their country. Well, that's, unfortunately, hate to say, what's coming. This article is based on information recently released at the ACLU website. The site contains an informative and eye-opening map shaded areas of the country that fall into the Constitution-free designation zone, as well as more information about the threat to the American, to the liberty of Americans posed by this zone. Okay, now if you take that into effect with the um, American biosphere regions that they're going to uh, we talked about that a little bit last week, and there's maps of that as well. <laughs> there's not going to be a whole lot left as far as where they want you to be. So, I mean, I hate to say that, but that's what they have planned. Uh, remember, if you're a born-again Christian, this is not your home. Heaven is your home. You're just a passing through. So, that's something to bear in mind as well. Because, you know, if you're a secular person listening to this, and you don't have the Lord Jesus Christ, ultimately you can run all you want, but all you're going to end up uh, end up with is going to hell, and then the lake of fire. So, I'm talking about temporal things today, okay? But, regarding the body of Christ, we always need to keep our perspective on where our ultimate home is. So, this next article is from... Uh, Carolyn Harris, and it's entitled The Purpose of the Economic Meltdown. It's from December 16th. <clears throat> and actually, yes, I'm going to talk about that map here. We all know the economic depression is here, and some of us have an inkling about what is coming. The governments vacillate between spewing doom and gloom and the ridiculous happy clown fun time gibberish at the end of unwashed masses depending upon whether they want fools to buy into the stock market at that particular time to make certain fat cats even richer, or they want those fools to sell and lose almost everything. The housing bubble has been popped, the stock market is crashing, and pensions are being siphoned off minute by minute. It's clear that gold is being manipulated at the same time the dollar is going down, manipulated low, okay, and silver. The more they ripped off the little guy, the bigger their commission and bonus. It is a system that thrives, indeed thrives off insatiable greed, and the monsters near the top aren't sweating one bit. They know what is happening, and they know what is coming next. That's what you have to understand about this. This is, this is contrived. This is planned. The fiat currency house, fiat currency means currency that is really like paper monopoly money. Fiat, it's fake. Okay? That's basically what our currency is right now. It's just fake. There's nothing backing it. Okay. Whenever they run into these things where they run out of money, they just print more. It's like they print more monopoly money. That's basically the, the, the situation we're in. The fiat currency house of cards is tumbling down because the international bankers just exhale, exhaled a puff of expensive smoke from their Cuban cigars and blew on it and blew it. In other words, it was planned. It is a time now for the next phase of their plan. And that was like a little example she was giving there. Tongue-in-cheek type of thing. So it's time for the next phase of their plan. It is 
It is high time someone put it all together. Without focusing on individual trees, there is a reason that this system was set up in this way. There is a reason why home loans were offered to folks who couldn't possibly pay them back. And then there is a reason why all this is happening. When she says, without focusing on individual trees, this is like the analogy of the forest. You know, you can't see the forest because of the trees. Just don't focus on one thing. Look at the big picture is the point here. Okay, the reason why home loans were offered to folks who couldn't possibly pay them back, particularly with adjustable rate mortgages, that you know within two to three years the the mortgage rate you know doubled and it added another three, four, five hundred dollars onto your house payment. It was done by design for this very reason. Okay, ultimately to take back, you know their land or because they own it the, the banks own it so if we go further put succinctly this is all part of agenda 21 now you can do keyword search in this particular article the purpose of the economic meltdown i believe i will have it or i do have it on my um pdf connected with this teaching they've got a little link for agenda 21 you can click on and then it says, look closely at the map and notice just how much of the land area where is designated for little or no human activity zones. Notice how the small towns have disappeared and there are only major cities with specific travel corridors between them. That's right. Losing your job, your home, your land is part of their plan. That's so important to understand this. NAFTA, CAFTA, and GATT were part of this plan were enacted to get rid of the American manufacturing base and all of their associated jobs. Well, wow, isn't that funny how all these American, uh, the automakers and these types of things are imploding, there's people that are being laid off, the unemployment rate's the highest it's ever been, since like the Depression. All these jobs are being outsourced to other countries, other third world countries. It's a good thing for them. They're destroying the American middle class and, and they're getting cheap labor overseas. It's always about greed, power, control. It boils down to just evil. Just It's just all evil. Without a home or any viable housing options, a job and food, you have no other, other choice but to go where those necessities are located. To the cities they've ultimately designated. Now, please understand, I'm not saying this is going to happen tomorrow. This is going to take a while to do anything of this nature globally. But if things start to get really nasty, it is going to accelerate this process greatly. Okay, It's not going to be as slow as we've seen it in times. Yes, we've been building toward this, but I'm talking about what is coming will happen at an accelerated pace. But it will not happen, obviously, overnight either. So bear that in mind. I'm not... Um, I want us to have balance when we're looking at this, particularly biblical balance. The massive migration to the cities, this document states, in no uncertain terms, that they predict class warfare. As the middle class disappears, and most will be able to reduce to abject poverty in, in the swelling cities. The documents and articles that explain that the biofuel scam will wreak havoc on the world's food supply. Now what's that? That's when they're taking corn... They're taking land and growing corn on it, or whatever they're going to, you know, use as biofuel, converting it to uh, what is it, methanol? If you pull up to the gas stations now in America, most of them will say 10% methanol mixed with your gas. Now I've heard that's not even good for your car, 
But what it's doing is it's taking resources, food resources, and using that as the excuse to make gas, which is a bunch of garbage. And if you've if you've seen uh oh, forget the guy's name. Lindsay Williams. Go up and do a keyword search for Lindsay Williams. Now I will say Lindsay Williams was on Alex Jones uh two or three months ago and clearly predicted that they were going to, I mean, we're talking radically lower the gas prices. And that has happened. I have to say it has happened. Totally. They were doing that in order to bring, I believe they were trying to bring, to a certain extent, the destruction of the Arab nations. To a certain extent. Because they're they're not going to be making near as much money this type of thing. He explains it all in the interview he did with Alex Jones. I think it's a valid interview. It's worth listening to. Okay? But this thing about us not having enough oil, if you look at Lindsey Williams' research of all the oil that we've got right now sitting under the ground that we're not even tapping into in America, he goes into Prudhomme Bay in Alaska. There's another place, I believe, up in North Dakota. There's there's a, two or three places in Alaska. And we're talking they're the largest oil fields on earth. And instead of utilizing those, we've capped them. And we we say that we're dependent on Arab oil, and we don't have to be dependent on any of that. Not only that, if you go beyond that, we have had the technology for decades in order to totally eliminate gas combustion engines and cars. It's well known, but everybody that comes out, anyone, any inventor that would come out and try to pursue this is either bought off, because there's been many, there's been guys that have, that have invented um, engines that run off water. The last guy that invented one that I know of, he was assassinated because he wasn't going to be bought off. They kill them. The oil industry kills them. Or they buy them off. One or the other. So the technology is not made available so that we're dependent upon oil. And these gas-guzzling vehicles. And then they can create the other crisis, which is pollution. It's all a scam. The biofuels is just a part of that scheme, which limits food production. It's just, it's, it's that bad. It really is. And I'm just scratching the surface today. I hate to say it, but it really is. I'm looking forward to heaven. That's all I, I mean. I, I do not, this world is so wicked and so corrupt. Uh, so irretrievably broken. Only the Lord Jesus Christ coming back is going to fix this. That's it. No, nothing else is going to fix this world. So, this biofuel scam will wreak havoc on the world's food supply. Now, there are, just I should say this too also. There are some gas stations that don't use methanol. I believe BP Amico is one of them. Uh, you have to look. They have to have the label on the outside of the, uh, of the, uh, now you gotta pay a little bit more. Typically, the one, and again, you, if you ever go by some gas stations and one gas station seems like it's a lot more expensive, you watch. You go up to that gas station, they're probably the ones that don't have the methanol in the gas. Now, whether they're getting some subsidy from the government so that they can lower their gas prices, I don't really know. But just bear in mind, I'm trying not to support anybody, any of these gas stations that put methanol in their fuel. I know it's just a little thing that you can do, but hey, any way I can fight back, I try to fight back. Um, 
The biofuel scam will wreak havoc on the world's food supply, that the GMO crops, the genetically modified organism crops, GMO, will lead to less yield and that the rich are going to have to hide for a while to escape the hordes of angry, hungry people. Well, they've already got their underground bases all stocked and planned out for when this thing starts to really get nasty. Let's say we've got avian flu. We've got false flag nuclear events going on. We've got earthquakes. Let's say Yellowstone blows. I, I, I didn't go into that any further, but I've gotten several emails this week saying that there's all type of seismic data indicating that Yellowstone, the caldera in Yellowstone, is getting ready to blow. Now, a lot of people say, what do you mean, Yellowstone? The largest underground volcano, in, I believe, in North America is under Yellowstone Park. This thing is like, I don't know how many, it's like more than a mile across. It's huge. It would be considered a supervolcano, and if it blew, they predicted that anyone within a 600-mile radius of that thing is dead. Dead. Now, I understand there's you have to factor in wind and these types of trajectories, but not only would a lot of people die, but wherever the ash plume goes would create almost like darkness. Crops could not grow. You understand where I'm going with that? Now food becomes even more of a factor. This is why it's prudent to have food stored up, stocked up, in case of something like this happening. I mean, or let's say any of these scenarios happen, and the supermarket shut down. Well, the only place to go to get something to eat is the government. But there's going to come a big price when you have to go to Big Brother in order to get fed. You may wind up in a concentration camp. So, I'm just telling you, these are the scenarios. It's a matter of time. And I really do not think we're getting out of 2009 unscathed. I think this is the year this stuff starts to go down. I've never said that before. I know I've hinted, I know I've indicated, but I've never really named a year. I'm not naming dates, I'm not naming time. I'm not about that. But I do not believe, with the handwriting I'm seeing on the wall now, we're getting out of 2009 without this stuff starting to go down. So... You know, they're using GMO, genetically modified crops, to make the biofuels and the methanol they're putting in the gas. Uh, it's, it's not a good scenario. I'm going to go ahead and stop there because I'm almost at one hour and 15 minutes, and I know people that like to burn these onto CDs ask if I would keep it below uh, that time. And we'll go to part two next.